0: again welcome back to the rooted mystic musings podcast my name's angel and i am so glad you're here because i have a spectacular interview to share with you today but before we begin i just want to remind you that if you're digging these episodes you can hop over to rootedmystic.com and join me for my coffee chat notes because if like me you're too woo for the normal folk and too normal for the woo folk you'll fit right in with us My coffee chat notes are where I share stories and bits of ordinary magic with the intent of helping you to remember and reconnect with your own inherent magic, all with a little side of sass, usually every Friday. The link is in the show notes to make it super simple to sign up. Okay, so here we are, and I'm hoping you've got your cuppa and you're ready to settle in. This is going to be good. Here we go hey welcome back to the root of mystic youtube channel my name's angel and oh my god joanna and i have already been sitting here talking (laughs) and just laughing and giggling so i know this is gonna be good so really quickly let me tell you i want to read joanna's bio because i so dig it joanna dane is a writer healer oracle and artist All of which I love. She creates experiences that guide you to your depths and pull you to your heights. Joanna sees into the adventure of your soul and helps you to unravel what is in the way of an amazing human experience. You can find more about her and the wonders she creates at joannadane.com. And actually, I'm going to include all of her links in the show notes below. So please do check those out. I promise you, you're going to love it. If you like anything that what I do, she's freaking amazing. So, Joanna. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me. I'm, as you know, we've already said how uncool I am and how excited I've been with (laughs) this. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time and energy. Tell us about you. Oh, first,
1: thank you. I am so excited to be here. Like I said, I mean, I've been on pins and needles all morning. Uh, The amount of times I checked my email to make sure that this was the right time, like I could miss it. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. I had alarms set and everything. So yeah, not cool. Even a little bit. So happy. (laughs) We will Um, be not cool together. Yes. Yay. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm sorry I don't remember your
0: question. I got way too excited. <laughs> good. No, that's good. I love it because that's that's how I am. So I really want to know. Like I'm reading your stuff and I've been on all of your things, which, like I said, I'll include the links for those. But like, how do you actually work with people? What I really mm-hmm.
1: So I do it in a few ways currently. Um, and I say currently because things are often in flux for me, <laughs> um, and particularly at this moment. But I work with people one on one. I do. Uh, sessions of the deep is is what I often refer to them as. And I really, I show up as an Oracle. And one of my abilities, gifts, ways of moving in the world is I see people. I deeply see people, not just who they are in this moment, but the entire adventure of their souls. People usually come to me with, this is what's wrong. This is what's the matter. This is the challenge. And we together explore what is, but also where the challenge is rooted, be it this lifetime, another lifetime, ancestral patterning, familial issues. And then I help them to unravel that so that they get to have a different perspective. It doesn't to me necessarily mean everything's fixed and all better. You know, I just don't think that's how life and healing works, but What I do know is that people will come to me with, I am stuck here and after an hour, they are not stuck there any longer because we have untied them from the perspective that they were stuck in and they can move in a different way even if the challenge is still there.
0: Yeah, so they learn how to kind of work within it,
1: work around it. Yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on on the issue. Um, You know, I've had people come to me very much like stuck in a creative project or wanting a relationship and feeling like they're always, you know, going through the same patterns, uh, working through, you know, issues the the wars we have in our mind, uh, you know, of not good enough, too much, not enough. And, and I don't think that's like, especially with like the too much, not enough. It's like, we're going to deal with those things, perhaps our entire experience and the way we are stuck in them, the way we are you know, mired into them and it's woven into the fabric of our being, we feel like at least, often is rooted somewhere other than the present moment. And in looking at that, it's seeing, okay, you know, in a past life, this is what happened and there's the opportunity to answer this invitation that didn't get answered then. Mm. Um, An invitation to trust, an invitation to listen to ourselves, an invitation to ask for what we want or to leave and know that we can be okay on our own. Sometimes those don't get answered. And in beginning to unravel that, we get to answer what is so that hopefully we can have more of what we want. You know, I don't, I don't think we were put in this human experience and, you know, brought like the ethers into matter to like get everything we want and have a perfect job and have a perfect everything yes. like that's a lot to ask um and also like just boring um, <laughs> but you know I, I do think like the the sense of constant struggle over some of the ma- like the, the issues that we experience we we may still experience them but we don't have to struggle with them in the same way if we can understand
0: I'm such where, a way to put that yeah yeah. Because
1: I, you know, for me, it's like I like, I, and I say this to clients all the time like, there are invitations of my soul that I will experience over and over again. I will hit that wall of too much, not enough. I will hit that wall of the fear of being abandoned. I will hit that. That will be part of my human experience, probably for the rest of my life. But I don't have to fight it. It's like when it comes up, For me now, it's like, oh, there's treasure here for me that I am absolutely ignoring. What is that treasure? What's the invitation that I am not answering? Because I'm so afraid of what could happen. Um, Or I'm so, you know, wrapped in the story of I'm too much. And every time I'm willing to answer that invitation rather than fight it, there is treasure for me. And I see that time and time again with people that I work with.
0: Have you done any work or, or study or, or do you follow Joseph Campbell's work? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. I haven't. i well, some of the ton. language
1: shockingly. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why I haven't. Um, I, I do. I mean, I have a, like a rudimentary understanding, but yeah. not
0: um, a yeah, ton. Yeah. I just, <laughs>
1: and, and con- <laughs> yeah. And considering like, so the other ways I work with clients, like considering the other ways I work with clients, I think it's extra shocking. I also create experiences for people. Uh, I am. I'm a reader. <laughs> I have, you know, always been like, I was a little girl who would like take her book, go outside and just tune out the whole world. I love story story. Like my grandfather told me stories. It is such a fundamental experience of who I am. And I have always wanted to be inside a story. Every story I read, I'm like, I want to be in it. Uh, Cause that's how I learn. Like I've just never been much of a self-help reader. I mean, I was in grad school, had to read all of them and then was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. I just want to read a novel. Can I please just read a novel for the next 20 years? And I have. Um, and, and that said, I I have want, had this desire of like, how can I bring people into the story? How can I create a world around them for a moment so that they can have their adventure, so that they can be inside of the myth and the legend of their being? or a being and learn and explore that way because that's how I learn. Yeah. Is by putting myself in that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I never thought of it from that perspective. Like that's a way to learn. I think that's fascinating. And that's actually something I probably will percolate Mm. on but that reminds me of the bit that we talked about that I wanted to share. Tell us about your library a little bit, please. So um, it was
1: two years ago or so at this point, about a year and a half ago, there what there are these little um you know little free libraries all over i live in asheville north carolina and over in the river arts district there are little gallery libraries that have art in them and i just thought it was like the coolest thing and i said to my boyfriend like offhandedly oh i wish i had one of those and then for my birthday he made me one (laughs) i didn't know that part he made me one for my birthday, like, was like, you have to come outside for your gift, and it's like this big thing, and it's covered. And I'm like, eh? um, like, I knew it was cool, but I was so confused. And then he, he showed me, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Um, and it took us a little while to finish. Somehow it was my job to paint it bright yellow. And uh, it took me forever. And so I created this library. Um, I had uh, help from two friends online in naming it. The library of wonders and curiosities, and I know I was just like That's even name. The, name. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the name, yeah. When it when it came through, like it was com- a combination of two people's responses, and I was like, "That is it," uh, and I feel like it's changed everything for me. That name, but I wanted to have this experience. I, You know, I, I said like part of how I show up in the world is as an oracle, and I wanted to have this experience and give this experience of showing up as an oracle for the people in my community. And so it, inside it has books and puzzles and all the like usual little library fair. But I also wanted it to be a place where you could find what you were looking for, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't know you were looking for it. So once a week I put in art that I make, I put in messages. There's often like tiny little envelopes and a cute little box, Um, all different things. I I make these, I call them my fat ladies, they're paper dolls of sorts, multi-layered paper dolls. Um, And they each represent a a goddess that I have made up or a deity that I have made up. And I each have a story, I've made wings. And I mean, all different like neat things go into the library and I just invite my neighbors to come and take. And the coolest part is that other people put stuff in. I mean, other people put in books and like stuff like that. But people will leave little treasures. They'll leave notes, like encouraging notes and stories. And everyone plays along in my neighborhood. God. Do you it's like go out delight. and check every day? Every day. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would. I would oh, totally yeah. be checking. Like, mm-hmm.
1: something? Yeah. Like- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every, I, like. It just happened actually as I was like running outside uh, to get my headphones but like somebody sh- like rolled by real slow looking at it and parked. And I ran in real quick because I know people get self-conscious when yeah. they see me, um, you know, like getting something from my car, it kind of loses the mystique. Um, <laughs> so I ran in the house just to, just to give them a little space. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
0: So I, I want to say I found you, you and I connected not long ago at all on yeah. Facebook. I had seen, Oh God, I'm trying to remember now who had even shared it. I don't remember. I wish I could give credit because I would kiss that person (laughs) on the face. (laughs) Somebody shared something on Facebook and I was like, oh shit, this person is like, she's a kindred. I didn't know. That's how I felt when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. And it was the way that you worded things, the way that you, like the magic that you wove into your words such that. I I felt it. I saw it. I tasted it. I like goosebumps lived it. And I was just so, I was just so enamored immediately. I was like, I need to know this person. And I keep my Facebook uh, page account, whatever private, because I I connect with friends and family. I share my kids online sometimes. And like, so I don't connect with people I don't know. And still I was like, I I need to know this person. I don't know if she'll accept my friend request, but I know this human. And we had a lot of people in common, so that helped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you, not long after that, you shared a review of your library. Mm -hmm. Do you want to describe Mm -hmm.
1: that? Sure. So again, it was my fabulous boyfriend's idea to put it on Google Maps so So people could find it, which I just was like, this is so adorable. I love it. Uh, So I did. And I mean, and it's been about nine months or so now and somebody left a review and I was so tickled that anybody did this and at first I was like are they confused right Right, right. or are they just like awesome yeah I think they are just awesome because they referenced in it like they talked about like you know it's great the downstairs or like the first floor is lovely but make sure you go upstairs and like past I forget the word and it's like a Portmanteau of two words that aren't English, but it's a cigarro song. Then it means like bright sun or something to that effect, and that's what I was like. Oh, it's not a real word. They're being awesome. Like yeah. that's at least where I've landed. So then yeah. I put it on Facebook and was like, I was just. I mean, I was tickled by yeah. it, and I was like, I want more people to leave reviews. <laughs> Yes. And what do I say back to these people? Um, and you took me up on it and wrote the most incredible review.
0: I couldn't not. And I did it with like, I, I read what you wrote. And then you said something about talking about the moat. And I was like, oh, game on. Here we go. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so then I wrote this whole thing. And. I literally had to stop myself. Like I'm sitting on the couch with my laptop with my family. We're watching TV or something like my husband's got (laughs) something playing and I'm on my laptop writing this thing and I just keep stopping and like giggling. (laughs) Yes. He probably wondered what in the hell I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I write this and I'm like, okay, take it easy. Like just do part of it. Cause that way somebody else can come along and pick it up. And take it the next step like Mm because I just wanted to keep going I just wanted to keep like in the story right Mm -hmm. you were so open to this whole thing that you've been talking about so far this like creating a whole story creating this Mm -hmm. adventure and I was so into that I kept thinking um as a kid my favorite books were always choose your own adventure books loved loved Mm -hmm. and that's what made me this experience with you made me think about that and Between those two different things, like I said, before we started recording, I, I really like, I took that in to Mm -hmm. my being and stepped back from everything and said, you know what? This is what I want. I want to give people an experience of the magic because I know it's real. People can talk about it in all different ways. And that's Mm -hmm. totally cool. And people experience it in all different ways. And there is a form of this type of magic that I'm talking about that it's real. And I experience it. Mm-hmm. And this whole experience with you was a real lived experience of that magic. Mm-hmm. And I just got so excited. Like it changed everything. <laughs> it changed. I changed my website. Like I said, mm-hmm. I changed my whole welcome sequence. I feel like, oh my God, it was just, so I'm, I keep thinking about what must happen with the people that come work with you. Okay. So actually to take us back mm-hmm. to that real quick, if you don't mind, no. Um, When you work with people in this way, do you do like Tarot and Oracle? Do you do past life sessions? Like what does, does it just depend? So I do none of that.
1: (laughs) So when I work with someone one-on-one, like they just cut. usually I I do like one-off sessions. I do have some folks who see me, uh, you know, regularly. Um, But it's just what I am and who I am. It isn't anything I've particularly trained in. Um, Not that I haven't had teachers and and things like that, but it was more of honing what is inside of me. So I gave up, I mean, I like to pull cards for myself, but I sort of gave up doing that uh, a long time ago for other people because for me, I realized that it was something, like it was a crutch, really. It was like what I needed to think I could trust myself um, and just got in the way. Uh, Again, love them. You know, love when people do them for me, but it just wasn't part of my work. Um, And so really people come to me if we're having a one-on-one session. I will invite them to tell me what is, like what's going on, what's stuck. Talk to me a little bit. It's so I can get information, but I always tell people it is an experience of a door opening. Talk to me until the door opens. And when the door opens, I just receive information. And my intention is always, what's the root? Like and what do we like what's gonna help move us past this? What's going to serve the most? And then I just get information and share that. Uh, and then also, I, in my I've always been weird file, uh, <laughs> I can help people unravel and untangle the the places where they are energetically, tethered, tied, stuck, whatever it might be. Uh, but it's not, I have no, um, like there's no prescribed way of doing it. And yeah. there's no real technique that I use other than this
0: is truly just who I am. I don't think you could have given, like if we had pre-scripted this, <laughs> you couldn't have given me a better answer. <laughs> Like I love all of that stuff too. I've got mm-hmm. a ton of decks. Um, I I use I use a pendulum sometimes. Like mm-hmm. all of it, I love it. Um, and you're pulling forth what is within you. Yeah. And being that with and for and to other people, like there is no better answer than that. I think. Mm. Like I think for both of us, I think that's one of the things that we have in common is that's what we want to do just in general like that's part of why we're here in other words Mm -hmm. and that actually leads me back to this thing of um you said in the um form one of the things that you would be open to talking about is the adventure of the soul and how to answer the invitation from soul yeah um yeah First, obviously, I love everything about that because <laughs> it's, it's really more of what we're talking about already, bringing forth what's within you. And I think so many people, I think a lot of the, this is my own thing, I think a lot of the pain that we're experiencing in the world is coming from like at its root is that people feel so much fear and so stifled and so sad and so mm-hmm. like not connected to self, not connected mm-hmm. to what I would call life, you know, something bigger. Um, and so you're helping to do that. So like, what does that mean for you? How do you begin to answer the invitation mm-hmm. of soul? Like, how do you even know what that sounds like? So how I look at it is I,
1: I used to think, and you know, this was how sort of spirituality was framed to me of learning lessons. I have to learn a lesson. And when I learn a lesson, I will no longer have to deal with that thing again. And so every time I would bump up against that same thing, like I talked about earlier, I would think, "Oh gosh, I didn't do it. I thought I did it. I did all the work. I cried. I journaled. I screamed, like I talked, went to therapy. I went to the shaman. Like I did all the things. What is wrong with me? And and I didn't like the way that felt. And, and so I started to just be with it in a different way. And you mean in some of this, of course, just sort of comes to me in the ways that I am weird and things come to me. But this way of looking at every moment of my experience, of your experience, of all our experiences, offers us an invitation deeper into our being ultimately so that we may know ourselves as ourselves mm-hmm. so that we may know and like have the actual lived experience of being uh, a spiritual being having a human experience i don't think that it's at least it's not my goal i don't know if it's possible for me or anyone to have that like every moment of every day yes um you know that's why there's the continual invitation So it's like a thing happens, it can be a good thing, a bad thing, a hard thing, an easy thing. We are still called forward. There's still this invitation. And I started to look at those repetitive patterns in our lives that we all run up against. You know, They may not be the same thing, but we all have a few of those Mm -hmm. that we continually battle, that we continually run into, that continually hurt. And I started to look at them as if they were in some way Calling me forward, if in they were some way calling me deep, if they were an invitation to knowing myself as a spiritual being having a human experience, if I looked at it that way, what would I do? Yes. And I had it, it was like, yeah, I could do something different. You know, if this moment of feeling afraid that I was going to be alone, if that was an invitation, to standing in the root of my truth, what would I do? How could I be with myself? Oh, well, I could love myself. Mm. I could create connection. I could be with that really tender part that is afraid and is longing for something that is in front of it and it can't see. And in doing that, I begin to meet more of myself. And in offering that experience and opportunity of looking at it in that way to others I witness them meet more of their themselves and you know our grip loosens and the war lessens and life is easier for me it's not that those again those things come up right but how I am with myself in the midst of it is very different than how I was 10 years ago five years ago
0: I love that. And I love the way that you differentiate. I think I saw this on Facebook yesterday. Um, you were talking about the light versus the dark and how the light has been. Oh my God, Joanna. (laughs) Can you, yeah. I want to ask, I want to just maybe what I'll do. (laughs) I don't know. Would you mind if I like copy and paste part of that into the show? Oh yeah. Go for it. Absolutely. Um, it was so I've never that I can recall now, my memory's kind of spotty these days, but I, from what I can remember, I've never heard anybody talk about this mm. that way. And it's something that I've thought about for ages, but I've never been able to really articulate it. And then you articulate it so beautifully with all of mm. this magic. And I'm like, Oh, oh my god, another one. <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like this way, like in our society, we kind of venerate light and make the darkness out to be yeah, you, you take yeah. it beautifully. Yeah, well first, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's something I,
1: I think about a lot and I, I've talked about it in different ways and I'm, I'm about to, one of the ways that I um, work with people is I create like these experiences, this is a group one, it's a quest and it's all about, they get people get letters through the mail, it's real fun. And there's a part of it, a big part of it about coming together, like within ourselves, the contraction, the density, the yes. darkness. Um, And, you know, I love the contraction, because it is where all the, like, etheric things come together to form matter, things become real and and dense, and it's like, I am here, I've I've written this a lot in different ways, like, I am here for the density, like, literally, it is why I showed up, I think it's why in some ways we all showed up, we wanted to touch things, like, I wanted to hold this candle, (laughs) you know, I didn't want it to be an idea, I wanted it to be real, and You know, I think we do like we this our culture or at least, you know, this America's culture and and new age spirituality and maybe, you know, more than that. It's like the light and the dark. The light is good. Lightness, expansion, all good. Darkness and density, all bad. And sometimes, you know, even the darkness is framed. as like if it's not bad, it's worthwhile because you've got to work through it. I, I just think that's all bullshit because. In many ways, it's like, and I think this is about the shadow too. It's like the dark. First, it's I don't want to sleep in the light, right? <laughs> right. I sleep in the nighttime. Thankfully, most nights. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's, but it's like it's this place of rest. We bury the seeds under the ground. Yes. We pat it down, not so it's impacted, but so that it's held. Like the density holds us. Yeah, it's protected. The dark holds us. The dark is nourishing. It for me is a symbol of the mystery of all that I don't know and will never know and understand. It offers me this experience of surrender And it is wonderful. To me, there is so much joy. I am not afraid of the dark. What's in the dark is in the light. Like the monster, if there is a monster (laughs) hiding under my bed, it is there in the morning too. You know, I'm not hiding my dark demons in the shadow. That's not like, we may put things away that we aren't comfortable looking at. That can be good or bad, but it's there and it's in the light too and 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 not of course as i wrote this it's like not to mention not to mention like the racial implications of that yes. i can't imagine growing up in a world where in every way like even in, in the spiritual way you are cold, the dark is bad yes what her i mean the horrors that like you know that have been perpetrated in this country and around the world on black and brown people just turns my stomach and is something I am, you know, committed to unveiling inside of myself and doing as good in the world as I can. And that this, you know, bullshit keeps getting perpetrated of like dark, scary, bad, something to overcome. It's like, no, 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 dark, wonderful, light, wonderful. Yes. And also morally neutral. Like they're both morally neutral experiences. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And the same with like, what is dense? I, I don't want to float away. I want to be grounded. I want to be here. Like I want my human experience to last as long as possible. Oh,
0: I keep getting teary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I often say, tell folks, I make people cry for a living. I'm like, what do you do? I make people cry. Uh-huh.
0: 10, to recommend? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but I mean, even like, I actually opened up my blinds a little bit so that some light came in because otherwise it's kind of hard to see me. But normally I make my office very cave-like and I painted that a dark navy and put the the lights over it. So it feels like a starry night because I have a thing about like caves and Mm -hmm. ensconced, held, like you said earlier, held feeling. And I know that not everybody has that experience of it. I even have an offering called Cave Day that's all about creating this experience of being held and 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 resting and like i said i know that not everybody has that experience of caves and a lot of people don't like that and don't like that feeling and don't like Mm -hmm. that kind of metaphor and and that's fine you know there's all kinds of different ways to do it but i really i'm with you there's something about there's something about the the dark and the depth and i feel like that's where magic lives i really do yes
1: Mm -hmm. i do too it's, I at least find it hard to grasp things that are diffuse. Yeah. I mean, and, and literally, it's like things that are real, that are tangible, they're made of matter. They matter. They are dense and solid. And in this experience of my life currently, that is what I'm longing for it's what I'm doing it's what I'm creating you know I'm pulling all these different pieces of my being and my work together to create something real I'm claiming it I'm naming it and that happens a lot you know in spaces that I'm unable to see Both either metaphorically or literally, you know, so much of it literally happens when my eyes are closed and I'm in meditation or it's just, you know, night and I'm, you know, having those moments of reflection in the dark. But it is, it is these, are these moments rather of, of a coming together in, in a space that I can't see, but I have to trust. And that to me makes it easier than to trust when I can see. Because I'm, I, you know, I'm so easy to trust what I can see, but that doesn't, that so rarely actually has worked out. It's like, it works out when I, am in attuned to the energy of something yeah. rather than just, you know, what the surface
0: says. Yeah. Rather than kind of blindly trusting what you see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if I can have both, if I yeah. can have, you know, the
1: visual experience of, tr- of knowing, yes, that feels right. And then the experience of knowing on a deeper level in that Mm -hmm. dense, dark way.
0: I love it. (sighs) So yummy. (laughs) So that made me super curious. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even know. I want to ask, like, what does a day in the life look like for Joanna? Hmm. Like, how do you bring that to your life? Or do you?
1: I do. I really, I I I, I try to every day. Um, My day is consist of a lot of writing and creating mm-hmm. these days. Um, you know, I wake up and I try and read every morning. I am a better human being. <laughs> when I read, I've discovered, um, like I said, I've always been a huge reader. And there was a, time, a period of a few years where I just got out of the habit. I listened to a lot of podcasts too. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, got uh, kind of took over what I needed as far as storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I made, it was, 2020, it was 2020, it was even before the pandemic, I was like, I'm reading 25 books this year, that's it. Uh, <laughs> and I did, and and I've increased that goal every year since. But I, I, there's something, I'm a better human being when I can fall into story. So I let myself have time to read almost every morning. And then I write because I'm also a better human being when I write like journaling or like no I I don't quite know how to describe it because sometimes it is I mean it's rarely journaling I don't handwrite much these days um but it's usually just I get the sensation of like a world between my hips and it's like this dark deep spacious fiery place and it's both expansive and deep at the same time and I just sort of open up my computer and see what words want to come out. And sometimes it's, I don't know what to say, uh, and that's okay. And sometimes it's what I want. I I had a practice of wanting for, uh, I was very into for a few years. And so a lot of times that still comes out as a beginning. This is what I want. But after that, there's usually, I, I lately have been very intrigued by creations of new myths and stories of new, like not, taking old myths and changing them, though I've done that as well, but just telling new stories of, in that fantastical, mythical way, short, little poetic things, which is how I write. Um, and and it, everything just sort of takes shape from there. I got a cricket cutting machine a few years ago, also at the beginning of the pandemic that changed everything for me. Um, <laughs> Cause I was like, oh, I could draw on my iPad and then have yeah. it create things. And and so my days often, um, you know, I'm lucky enough, whether I'm doing a quest for a group or creating something for, because it's another way I work with folks is I create experiences one-on-one for them. They get it through the mail. Currently uh, I'm working on ways to make that happen live and in person. Uh, but I go in, I changed my, I have a sunroom and I made it into a, an art studio. Uh, A dear friend of mine, I called up and was like, I need help. And she came and we've rearranged it about three times now, Um, but it's like a real proper art studio these days. And it's, it's just full of, I mean, I've got paper and beads and a heat press and cricket and it's, it's overflowing and full of just like everything my inner child could have ever wanted to play with. Um, (laughs) And I a sewing machine and fabric and I just go and we'll make things in service to whatever story I'm telling. Uh, And that's, yeah, that's how I get to be in my magic every day. And and then, you know, I will have one-on-one with clients and, you know, there's also like regular human sloth watching TV time. I say that with absolutely no judgment. Like if I don't have my like not being productive watching TV time also awesome. way not as good as a human you know I, I'll go take walks I ride my little uh, spin bike but uh so I infuse all of that into my day but having that sort of magic making things for the library like I said yes. that's a weekly process so I make things for that I get to infuse my whole world in this role of uh master of ceremonies of all these yes. little projects I get to do
0: infuse that's such a good word that's what I was thinking while you were talking is it's like um you're (laughs) like when I heard you say it it was almost like oh my god she's kind of writing her own story and then stepping into it like yes literally (laughs) Literally. creating your own magic literally Mm -hmm. yeah
1: which is what I have done, I mean, literally my entire life, I, for a long time, I was in this incredible branding group with Amy Walsh, who's just an exceptional teacher. And in the very first class, uh, it was like the beta, we were doing it even like, you know, before it was really live. And she'd mentioned branding as world building. Mm-hmm. You now I had of course heard the term world building, but it it was always like science fiction, fantasy sort of way. And it never pinged for me. But as soon as she said that, it was like everything fell away. And I was like, oh, right. I do that. I have always forced people <laughs> to play my games, to, you know, I, I, all as a little kid, as an adult, like, oh, come play my game. We're gonna go do this thing. Like, I mean, years ago I made, uh, you know, uh, like a scavenger hunt for my boyfriend's birthday in, but, it, in, I created a fake detective agency, oh my God. <laughs> like so. I made him like pretend to be a detective <laughs> with me. <laughs> God bless him, I he did it. it. Uh-huh. Like I, but I do things like that all the time. Um, I, you know, I was telling you earlier. Uh, Angel wrote like in the thing in the review. You wrote like about you know just such gorgeous language and we're so into it. And then I wrote back something about like, oh, you'll have to come for fireflies in February. Yes. And then I decided that like, one of the things I want to do this year is host a fancy schmancy tea party for my friends. Because one of the ultimate things I want to do this year is hold live in-person experiences for people. And I was like, I can make my friends come and play along and see what it's like for me because they are incredible and are game for my ridiculousness. And, and so I was like, oh, I can do this. I can have fireflies in February. It is now magic in March because February is moving a little faster than I could like wrap my <laughs> brain around. Um, but that's what it's going to be. We're going to have like fireflies dancing on the ceiling and firefly queen giving us all messages and having this experience of... Because for me, ultimately, all of this is about what does it mean to be seen by the divine? Mm. Mm. What does it mean to be held and known by spirit, by all that there is? I mean, and I guess this is where part of my, the invitation of my soul comes in. It's like, what does it mean to not be abandoned by God? Mm. And I can offer people that. Like I... I had this realization about a year ago and it took me a long time to be able to say it out loud. But like what I want to do with my work is give people the experience of what it's like to live in a world that I exist in. Mm. And I don't necessarily mean like me, Joanna, human being, though that's, you know, I'm fabulous. Like, why not? (laughs) But also what is it like to live in a world with the magic we remember we had when we were kids?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Because I never fully grew up in that capacity. Same, Like, yeah, that's just I held Same. on to that real well.
0: Well, actually the truth for me is I think I kind of forgot. I, I've talked on YouTube before about how I feel like I fell asleep mm-hmm. for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Just here recently within the past handful of years, I've kind of woken up and I've had this like gasping breath of, oh my God, I'm back. Where have I been? What happened? Mm-hmm. but now I remember and yes. I just had someone reply to one of my emails this morning um this person said that they're in their 60s and have been in a place of um life hasn't turned out how they expected it to okay. have turned out by this point and I, I said I think that that's a fairly common experience for a lot of us unfortunately um but then they replied and said how grateful they were that um They're remembering now, they're remembering this magic that has been within this whole time and they've known it's real, but they're just now remembering. And I'm like, hell yes. I don't care how old you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're 18 or 68 or somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. Hell yes, the magic is there. You have every right to live it. And not only that, I feel like I'm getting on my soapbox.
1: Go for it, I like it.
0: I feel like we have a responsibility to do it. I have told people for years, like, I, yes, I think laws are necessary. Absolutely, they're necessary to change the things that are going on, the discrimination, and all of the bullshit that's going on in this country and this world. And laws are necessary to help people stay in line because people are people. And I don't think that that's ultimately what's going to change it. I think the only thing that can really change this stuff is a change in human consciousness. And I think that that is going to come from, like we said at the very beginning, us really remembering who we are, reconnecting with that and being that. Yes. Yeah, I agree.
1: And doing the work to get there. Like it's not, it's not easy work. It requires so much softening. It requires so much compassion for our own being and for others. You know, it, it's almost the antithesis of what we are taught. Yeah. Of how, you know, a gal used the word again, soft. Like, at least for me, that has been one of the hardest things yeah. and the absolute most important. Can I soften to myself? Can I soften to another? Yeah. Can I not have those walls up and think that I know anything? Because <laughs> I yeah. know very little. And it's hard. It is, And I do agree. Like, I think it is, I don't know. I don't at least see another path. You know, I do, you know, we live in a world with legislation and government and that needs to support us since it's here and it's not going to be the fulcrum.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? That's funny that you said that about the softening too, because I, I don't remember where I wrote this, but I've from the time i was i don't know in high school maybe a freshman i started kind of building this um fortress of shields around yeah. myself and i always felt like i had to be like i had to present myself as if i'm a badass and i'm hard and i'm tough and i don't cry like i did not cry in front of people ever mm-hmm. i got to the point where i didn't cry at all like i couldn't even when i felt like i needed to which is not helpful as a mm-hmm. human person. <laughs> yeah. Um and it took years, years of consciously taking that off mm-hmm. and be and and even the recognition that um like people don't that's not what people want. That's not what people want. I felt like that's mm-hmm. kind of what people wanted. Like I was too emotional, I was too. There was just too, too much. Like you said before, I was too much of everything, too intense, too emotional, too mm-hmm. really whatever, but people want those soft gooey bits in each other. Yeah. So that's how we connect. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, it, it's rare
1: that, you know, my experience is like, oh, you know, quiet down. That's too much. It's usually, oh, I can't get to know that person. Yeah. and that i, I mean I, I imagine that's been people's experience of me because i did hide i yeah. did put those walls up i didn't want people seeing the pain the softness because i was so deeply entrenched in the stories of being too much yeah you know and i'm a lot and that's okay <laughs> yep. you know it, it's beautiful fucking gorgeous it is thank you yeah i i agree like you know and i agree before everyone like i just the more i get to be with someone the more i want of them of who they are i want to look in their eyes and see who they are and you know some days that's gonna be a lot of feelings and most days it won't you know because that's just kind of how i think we are as human beings But i'm a better person for letting people see me
0: oh for sure yeah i think we all are i remember being called uh i was called all kinds of names so that you know people thought i was um a snob i was called a Mm -hmm. snob through most of high school and it was because i think now looking back i was so like introverted and a wallflower so why i was i was holding everything very tightly and people would look at me and i probably did feel very standoffish in fact I probably, mm-hmm. having said what I just said, I was probably intentionally on some level, at least trying to project that. Mm-hmm. To people away, <laughs> yeah, to, But also at the same time, feeling so hurt that nobody wanted to be near me, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Totally. So interesting how we do mm-hmm. that. don't realize. Yeah. It's wild. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I'm doing now is um I, my dog always makes herself known in every video, I do. So if you hear weird noises in the background, that's Lexi. And we all just say, hi, Lexi. I love that. <laughs> um, I, I want to work with, or I have been working with for myself, death as ally as so like a conscious awareness of our own mortality. And this again, is where we talk about the deep and the dark and the mm-hmm. depths. So many people are afraid of, I run into this all the time. It's like, My experience many times, not all the time, is people don't want to go there. Yeah. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to think about it. It's too scary. It's too much. I totally get it. I respect that entirely. And I have found for myself, at least, that working with that means that I am so much more aware of now and of Mm -hmm. what I want to experience. And that's what's pushed me more towards this magic, this remembering Mm -hmm. of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes.
0: Thank you. Yeah. What do you do for yourself when you find yourself or do you, do you find yourself kind of forgetting your magic ever? Do you? Oh, oh yeah. Um. Well, yes and no. Like
1: I want to lately, I've been sort of in it in in ways of, because my work is changing and it is asking me to claim things and it's hard. And so it's like, there are, you know, days where several times in that day, I'm like, I quit. I don't do this anymore. Ooh, it lasts like I five that. seconds. But you know, I'm like, <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, that's been going on on and off for like a year now. Um, but in that I do, in those moments, I feel separate, I feel lost. yes. I feel disconnected from the all, the all that is. And there are those moments. They are, they don't last. I would say they're fewer. I don't know if they're fewer, they just last don't last very long these days. What I do is do what I love. Like I, I start, I let myself create. I let myself read. I let myself write. I stop working for a little bit uh, and, and let myself play. And I don't mean play as in like rainbows, unicorns play. I mean, play in the way that kids really play of letting themselves get lost in a fantasy in fine. You know, it's like kids will fight a dragon. They'll be yes. the monster. They'll wish on stars. It's like, I go and I do those things. I created this, I created a little deck um, of cards, literally, like I was hanging out with friends. They all fell asleep, (laughs) like took a nap. And I'm like sitting at the table, uh, making this little deck of cards. I call them my omen deck. And like, the idea is just like, you pick one and then you go find it. And they're nonsensical things. Like I, I, I just wrote whatever like popped in my mind. It was like a cascade of light. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, go out and find that. And when I lose it, I just go do that. Like I pick one of those cards and I'm like, you know, I, I live right near the Biltmore estate and I'll just, and I am lucky enough to have a membership. So I'm like, I'm just going to go take a walk in the Biltmore and find this thing. Or I'll just go drive downtown and find this thing and see what happens when I do. I got, I really have tried to, to create a world for myself where yes. when I forget I am still held because I do forget you know I'm I'm very human my issues come up a plenty and I wanted to not feel alone in that even when my mind tells me I am yes. alone in that. Um, you know, and I'm lucky that I have an incredible support system. I have, you know, the best family and friends and partner. And I wanted to not feel alone, like in my own being. So I have very consciously like created a world that when I forget, I almost can't help but remember because of who I am and what I do every day.
0: That is so good. I just had this visual of you like hiding some of those cards around your home and Ooh. <laughs> so that you just like randomly find them like in the perfect time. That is okay, so I love really that. Funny. I'm
1: so gonna do that. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I'm so gonna do that. Fun. <laughs> that is such a great idea. Oh, I'm like yeah. I'm gonna stick them in like my purse and little hidden compartments.
0: So yes. good, yeah. In random books, like just oh yes. Oh, I'm so doing that. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's one takeaway tip from this. This yes <laughs> <laughs> for everybody. Yes, yes. So good. I cannot <laughs> believe it's been like an hour. I told you I could literally just yes talk and talk and talk. And I really, I'm gonna say this on the recording because I hope. that we can do this again I would love to talk more about play I would love to talk mm-hmm. more about magic and creating these worlds like so many things so I hope oh yeah
1: anytime this has been I can't believe it's been an hour like this is so much fun I if know. you were like we've been talking for 15 minutes be like yeah that's it's about right mm-hmm. wow that went fast
0: oh. <laughs> Yep. that mm-hmm. means it was a good conversation like I didn't I yes. think about what are we going to talk about no nope. yeah no one <laughs> oh yes oh yes thank you again for taking this time and sharing your magnetic delicious yummy beautiful energy with all of us and yourself and I will absolutely be sharing all of your links with everybody is there any last things that you want to share with anybody that's watching I I'm just so excited to have gotten to have this conversation with you and I'm
1: super approachable Hearing from folks. So, if there are people who are like, oh, I would like to be your Facebook friend or something, like, you know, do it. Find me on Facebook or Instagram or any of those things. But I'm one of those people you can definitely just randomly email and share something with, and I will be incredibly excited <laughs> to <Yes>. receive it.
0: <laughs> yes. And if you're in Asheville, North Carolina, oh, you yes, can stop by her library. Yes. And leave so- a review.
1: Yeah. <laughs> please do. It's called the Library of Wonders and Curiosities. And you can apparently just Google it because uh, I get like a report from Google of how many people Googled it and gotten got directions. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so you can just Google that. But it's um, Joyner Avenue in West Asheville if you happen to live in the area. Um, and I always say like if you come by with kids, just message me and I will 100% make sure that there are something in there especially for them That is because so uh, cool. sometimes you know I put stuff out and it's gone like within a day but I always want if the kid stops by there to be some yeah. treasure for them
0: magic yes mm-hmm. absolutely perfect <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you we will see you, you soon you. yay <laughs> okay and for everybody else I will see you soon as well and as always in the meantime take really good care of you okay bye Alright, that's it for this episode. If you're into what you're hearing, please remember to like and subscribe and maybe even share with a friend or two. It really does help to get the word out and I appreciate it so much. Really, really. Okay, until next time, take good care of you.